Moringa. Let's do this. Let's do this. <coughs> Um, uh, welcome back to Nicholas. Welcome back to Nicholas's Cage. Uh, another week, another Cage movie for us. Yep. Isn't it crazy that this is our lives now? Like every week we watch a Cage movie. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I barely, I bl- I blank it all out. Yeah, you know? true. But like, still think about it. Yeah. You know, when you think of when you step think back, about and think about how much life we've wasted to Nicholas Cage. I know. And also too. Now that some people at work have found out that I do this, it's like, whoa. They're like, wow, you're really into Nicolas Cage. And it's like, yeah, I guess it looks like that. I hate like having that. to explain myself when people find, it's like, why do you like Nicolas Cage? It's like, I don't want to I know, go, I know, I know. It's like, I don't want to go into it. Like, it's a whole, like, speech, speech you got to make ordeal. about why he's good. You gotta, like, you people bas- just don't get it. Yeah, you got to, like, stand your, you have to, like, make your case. So you have to justify yourself. It's like being on it's trial. Like, why can't it's like if there's any other actor they just be like oh yeah cool. oh i'm making a movie about or a movie i'm making a podcast about george clooney they'd be like oh okay Whatever. but like nick cage everyone's like Ugh. i know like, i think my sink is emitting a weird smell can you smell something weird no it smells weird inside the cage <laughs> <laughs> that's just cage maybe it's just me um oh maybe it was the rice i was having you know how like that fake chicken from asda like in stuff could kind of start like kind of smells like farts <laughs> i think that's what i'm saying just you yeah maybe i've just maybe i'm just farting all the time and i can't even feel it anymore um oh that's what i was gonna say about there was this one funny thing this is totally off topic, but on tara's house you know how they like the guys the people that like comment or whatever yeah the like older guy he was like oh, i got so excited i farted <laughs> 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 they're so funny Okay, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, this is Nicholas Ca- Nicholas's Cage. Yeah, I don't understand why people... If anything, I'm surprised when people are surprised that I like Nicholas Cage. Yeah, because I just think, like, everyone likes him because he's, like, funny. But, like, people give you a hard time when you're like, I like Nick Cage. They're like, ugh, why? Because people... So many people, it's like, oh, I hate him. And it's like... Why? You hate him because, like, you don't... You they haven't, just haven't sat seen... down and just, like, watched his films. They haven't seen the right ones yeah you know it's like they only know him from like they've memes only and seen compilations and whatever stuff. yeah like the sorcerer's apprentice or national treasure or something like that like they need to watch the good stuff yeah. and uh, shame on you okay well anyway i'm assuming if you're listening to this you're not one of those people if you are fuck off yeah turn turn this off now oh i don't know we've got 10 listeners <laughs> i don't know if we can be t- turning people away <laughs> um so anyway uh this is of course i guess if this is the first time you're listening to this as we were saying other people um <laughs> might be finding this you never know uh this is just a podcast as you can guess all about nicholas cage uh we talk about his movies and then try to connect well the original idea was to try and connect the movie to an aspect of cage's life but there are only so many aspects to cage's life i can connect his movies to there's more movies than aspects of cage if we life. had to pick another actor to do this treatment to oh. who would it be I genuinely can't think of anyone that I would want to watch all of their movies. I think Schwarzenegger would be funny. 
because he's got a lot of like it he's was, an interesting like it's got to be an interesting character who has like fascinating movies yeah. and has a ridiculous life as well yeah he does and have he a has crazy a ridiculous life, life but i wouldn't want to i would not want to watch an arnold schwarzenegger movie every week i love like i don't know what, he's always hilarious this is, this is your thing film, i mean i like the terminator and everything but pumping like, iron it's the funniest thing. Uh, the best things in life are pumping and humping. His son went to... <laughs> That's what he says. It's an actual quote from the governor of California. Yeah, don't remind me. Um, but he, his son went to my school and he was very tall and very rude. Was it Patrick? <gasps> He's in Grown Ups too. Yeah. <laughs> so you met a celebrity. Not- uh no <laughs> not the not the i wish it was like the love child he had but not him the actual kid he has but not the bastard son <laughs> he's just a bastard in a basket have you have you seen the pictures of his son though recently like he's like doing like workout photos or whatever he looks exactly like him it's is he trying crazy. to follow in his father no yeah yeah head. that's what he said like on it was like on instagram or whatever that's what he said on the caption he finally realized that the best things in life were pumping and humping. Oh, God. Well, I guess so, because he, he's doing like... You, the ex- get, you get the feeling of coming in the gym. You get the feeling of coming at the, the at home. And you get it just like you're coming all the time. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like recreating his dad's poses from those times. Like, he's doing it exactly. He looks That's just funny. like... Weird. Anyway... Anyway, this, this is, is the, a Nick Cage podcast. This is the case. We've just decided to change it to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, yeah, this is... That was a good question, though. I don't know. I can't think of... Walken? Christopher Walken? Christian Bale? Maybe... Matt. I don't know. Who has, like, a crazy life that's, like, got interesting movies? Like, but have, they have to be, like, on... also bad movies as no, well? No, I know, but, like, on Cage level, there's no one. Um... There is just Nicolas Cage. I don't know. There's got to be someone. Uh... <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Uh... I can't think of anyone. I don't know. Let us know if you could think of someone. But um, at this moment, I can't think of anyone to top Kate. I think Schwarzenegger is the Ugh. is the is the success. Alice will soon be having a podcast on her own, talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> um. Well, anyway, so this week, um, we are still talking about Nicolas Cage. So the movie we watched last week that we're going to be talking about this week is Matchstick Men, which um. I always get confused with Catch Me If You Can because I think it came out around the same time and they're both about like con artists, mm. um, which Catch Me If You Can is really good, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, but so I'd heard of Matchstick Men before, but I'd, I'd literally never seen it before. I don't think I'd ever seen it on TV or anything like that. No, I'd never seen it before, but I've seen the yeah, like one infamous scene from yes. it. And then when it happened, it was like, Alice, yes! Alice was very excited. Um also, uh, yeah, just up top, like, did you? I, I really liked this movie. Did you like it? I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. I yeah. didn't think it was my favorite movie, but I thought it yeah. was good. Yeah, of of the movies that we're gonna see of his, I guess this is one of his better ones. It was it was good. Like, I wasn't totally with it from the beginning, mm-hmm. but then it, like when the big twist happened, I was like, oh. I, d- I, w- I wasn't like expecting it at all no, yeah. so i was like that's the other thing i need surprised. to say just off top if you have not seen Spoilers. this movie yeah if you have not seen this movie and want to see it without it getting anything spoiled sorry we are going to spoil the movie we have to talk about what happened this is a movie i mean this is a podcast where we talk about the movies that we saw so um there are a couple twists 
in this in this movie towards the end and uh i have a quote from ebert that i'll say later that actually uh breaks down the movie well but i thought i i was interested and invested before the twist happened and then the twist happened and one well one twist happened and i was like oh my gosh and then the second one happened and i was like wow you know so i really um i thought this was really good writing which not a lot of his you know not all of his movies are very great writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, also, I think this part for him was a perfect choice because he's basically playing, I'll, I'll say it a little bit in the overview, but he's playing like a OCD, like uh, like he's got tics. Like he, yeah, he's got like Tourette's or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like just very high, strong, like stressed dude. And um, Cage is kind of perfect for roles like that. Yeah, he's good at playing the mentally ill. Yeah, he is. He really is. <laughs> He's good. Like, he can't play like a normal human being, but no. he can play. I mean, that's offensive. He can't play a neurotypical neuro- human being, but he can Thank play you. like, you know, someone who's going insane. On, yeah, on the fringe, whatever. About to like lose their lose shit it. at any moment. Like, he's, he's really good at that. He always looks like he's like a ticking time bomb. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like you could feel he's good his at that, like. The ugh. tension. Um, so, oh, also up top before we dive into the movie, I did want to say a couple things from last week. Um, last week we talked about Cage's financial troubles and I just want to throw in Alice's face that Cage, in fact, did donate $1 million to Hurricane Katrina relief in 2005 in the middle of his financial troubles. Boom. Roasted. Probably... I mean, it's great, but was it a wise decision don't, when he's don't. in an amount, <laughs> no, amount that's of debt? No, but that's how nice of a person he is. Yeah. I mean, he cares about others and yeah. himself, which everyone should. Yes. And the world will be a better place. Okay. Thank you, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> um, also, I just wanted to add to, um, I just I just found this information. I forgot to say it last week. Um, last week we were talking about Cage's ex-business manager and how they like sued each other like back and forth. So I just want to say the conclusion to that, um, Samuel Levin was his ex-business manager. They actually eventually settled out of the court, out of court in 2010. So they settled it privately. So who knows what happens happened there anyway back to the movie so matchstick men this was 2003 um it's directed by ridley scott which if you don't know who ridley scott is i feel like i don't know you should definitely should know who ridley <laughs> scott is but for whatever reason you don't he's the guy who did alien he did gladiator blade runner thumb and louise blah, blah 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 like tons of big movies um the cast wise we've got cage um sam rockwell who <laughs> I like as an actor, but I feel like as a person, he would be such an a-hole. Do you, do you get that vibe? I mean, he plays arsehole. Yeah, maybe that's time. why. Yeah, I think he's probably like a normal guy in real life. Yeah, I don't know. He is a good actor. He's. I think if stuff. anything, like Cage is the more difficult person to work with in I person. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe when he was younger. I don't think so anymore. I think he's much more agreeable now. All right. Okay. And Alison Lohman, uh, who was the, the main kid kid yeah in the movie she was also in drag me to hell which um i don't think i wrote this down but interestingly enough allison loman um doesn't act anymore she's she's hasn't been in a movie for she's just a normal five human years being. yeah maybe she, she's listening to this right now uh, hi allison <laughs> um no she um she got married and had kids and decided to quit acting so um good for her yeah more actors should do that well i think <laughs> Tom well, Cruise should take it. <laughs> oh my God, tell me about it. Well, he's going to one, one of these days and he's going to take over Scientology. That's why he's living in Clearwater. We should like... We should do a Scientology podcast. But if we did, 
we, Scientology we, would come after well, us. Well, we could do Tom Cruise could be our next person. Ooh. Could, like, but I don't want to support his I movies. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, movies. I don't want to watch any Tom Cruise movies. We just have to like, we just have life. to talk about him just in context with Scientology. I feel like we should like get penalized every time we talk about Scientology and Tom Cruise on this podcast because I feel like it's every episode. Penalized by whom? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're going to self-flagellate just like, no, no. No, but we should do a Scientology podcast, but then also I'd be afraid that they would, like, attack me. We should do a podcast yeah, about you, I know where how to is that, Shelley Miskovich. I know how to counteract that. We've had this conversation on this uh, podcast. That's like, what I'm saying. We need to do that. We should do that. All right. What if we find her? <laughs> what if us stupid idiots She's just find a, Shelley Miskovich? She's just as there around the corner. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, no, she's probably on, a bo- on one of the boats, don't you think? No, she's in one of the compounds, like, um, underground, like, trapped. Maybe she's dead. Yeah, or she was brutally murdered. I mean... Either way. Either way, she's with Xenu. Hmm. Okay, anyway. Uh, 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 more coming soon. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Back to Nicholas Cage. Um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting about Alison Lemon. Um, especially because Drag Me to Hell was a big movie, too, around that time when, when she did that. So she was kind of her career was kind of just taking off and then she decided to that's like um rick moranis was like at the height of his career like i feel like was... we've also brought up rick moranis well, like, he, he was like a. but yes you are right yeah because he he quit acting to he just did. be a dad yeah he did family. yeah rick moranis a is guy. a cool dude yeah um we should do him for the rick moranis yeah podcast. that'd be sick <laughs> okay I'd like to learn. It's learn. like three episodes, and then it's like <laughs> then he quit. <laughs> then he quit being an actor. <laughs> um. Okay. So let me hit with you with the just general overview. Sorry, I think I'm gonna burp. No, I'm not. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Leave that in. Oh. Don't edit this out. I've got like crapped burp. Okay. We could do an Adam Sandler podcast. No. <laughs> no. Wow. Uh, so the overview is <coughs> like so. So Roy, uh, who's played by Cage, a depressed con artist with OCD, and Frank, who's played by Sam Rockwell, uh, his partner in crime, find their line of work complicated by the arrival of Roy's teenage daughter, Angela. That's um, Allison Lohman. Angela brings some spirit back into Roy's life, and some of his disorder some of his disorder symptoms seem to disappear. But when Angela wants to learn the family business, and Roy allows her to assist on a big scam concerning a businessman. Uh, he reconsiders his parenting parenting techniques. Why can't I talk? Um, so it's got an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes? Tomatoes? Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Um, so I'm, I think I'm just going to drop kick the ending right now. So basically... Spoiler. Um, spoiler. 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 Um... <laughs> so uh so cage is set up as like the uh, genius con artist in the movie where he's like one step ahead of everybody blah 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 um but it turns out that sam rockwell his partner was literally conning cage the whole time so while we think like oh cage is reunited with his daughter that his ex-wife yeah had you know years and years ago um, that, you know, they don't talk anymore. It was actually Sam Rockwell the whole time and the daughter wasn't real and Cage, the movie well, basically... Well, she was a real... She is a person, she's a, but she's yeah, an actress. Like, she's a pretending real person. to be... Not like, his daughter. She's in on the con, 
therapist is in on the con everyone's in everyone's on the con, in on the con and they're all just trying to get cages, cages money yeah they're trying to get the code for his exactly safety he's got deposit. he's got a safety deposit box with all of his cash and all the stuff that he's acquired from all of his cons over the years but before he finds that out he has like some real tender moments with he what he thinks is his daughter yeah and he's he's very emotionally invested he's a very in invested, becoming a father yeah and, and he wants to... to like do well and like he messes up and then goes back and says i'm sorry and you know all this stuff um really making an effort and also too like she has a positive impact on his life like i said in the overview like his you f- you figure out that his, uh, like his symptoms a lot of them are psychosomatic and that like having his daughter around makes him better because as we find out the therapist is just giving him <laughs> placebos like mm. estrogen pills or whatever um but yeah so basically the movie basically ends with cage penniless uh working in a like a furniture store or something like that yeah but and- he impregnates uh the what the cashier and then oh, at it's the, like yeah. at the very end and he's like oh he's starting his own family because at least he's 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 poor but at least he realized from the experience yeah. that he wanted a, a family. family yeah and a daughter. which is nice yeah well you know it was a little it was just it made me feel a little you know i was a little i really liked it i really did it was the best time we've had together um so he's not so it's not like a super sad ending he's not just like homeless living on the street but um, yeah, so th- th- I guess the the thing is is that you know the 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 con artist got conned. Yeah. <coughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just choked on my spit. Um, which I thought I thought was cool. Like, um, like I was enjoying the idea of like this this con artist reconnecting with his daughter for long lost daughter and like them pulling scams like when i thought that was just the plot i thought that was really cool and i was really invested in that and then when the like first twist comes when you realize that like sam rockwell played his partner cage i thought that was cool i was like oh right and then when i realized like oh shit like all of it was fake like everything the daughter everything all of that i i i was surprised i feel like especially with a lot of nick cage movies we kind of can guess because the writing isn't great. Yeah, I feel like I always guess what's going to happen. What's going to happen. So I was very surprised. I was and just like, like oh. it, I think it was this movie and Adaptation are the two movies that surprised me the most in terms of like plot twists. Yeah. And it was like when the, when the daughter shoots the guy. I know. I was like, oh, fuck. I know. This is all fucked up. I didn't, I was going along with it. I wasn't fooled that even that was like. I know. Part of the plan. I know. It took me a minute to be like, oh, wait, everything's a lie. Like, yeah. And then he like goes to his, like when he finds out that his money's been stolen, he like runs to his ex-wife and he's like, where is she? Where's our yeah. daughter? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, we I don't did. have a daughter. Like, yeah. I've never, yeah, that was we sad. never had one. He's just like, finally hits him that all these months he spent with I his know. daughter is just a complete sham. I know. Especially because, it, yeah, it's really sad just because you, you know how like his character has gotten so like invested in trying to make a relationship happen also that is kind of a plot hole though the fact that he like never just like knocks on the door and just like well it's because it's like he he was like estranged from his ex-wife and he like, I know, didn't want to like weird. have any contact with her and they had, they left on bad terms so he's just like oh i don't want to speak to her i'll just speak but to, to be the fair door. they do they do because they had the therapist call remember and he says that he talks to the mom yeah, so yeah. cage thing i'm sure in his mind things whatever but um yeah, I just thought, I, yeah, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I liked the plot twists. I liked his character because, like, I like watching him play unhinged but I, people. 
No, no, no. My doctor gave those to me. They're, they're prefects. They're supplements, sir. They're, Bullshit, they're man! Prefects! Supplement. Prefects! Aisle four, prefects. sir. Yeah, it no, was, I... It was a good movie. Yeah, 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 I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Cage's performance. I liked the other actress. I thought they were good. Um, and yeah, I think I just really liked the writing. The plot kept me on my toes. Oh, I'll, I didn't say what I was going to do. Uh, so we're obviously we're talking about Matchstick Men. But since I'm kind of running out of things to talk about specifically in Cage's life, I thought I'd tell you about a famous con man that I found. Okay. Story of a famous con man. Real story. But anyway, we're not there yet. One sec. We're still on Matchstick Men. Where I'm gonna just going to quickly go over some little trivia I found. Um, I told you about Alice Loman, how she pretty much, I think this was her last movie. Like her last big movie was Matchstick Men. And then after that, she quit. Um, but I said this at the time. So when we started watching the movie, I get really annoyed with all these like shows like Riverdale or I don't know anything else where it's like hot teens that are actually like 25. I find that really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I don't want to watch a 25 year old play to be 16 yeah. having sex and like yeah, that's yeah. gross um it's just like ugh, it messes with people's head and like why are you trying to like sexualize a 16 year old i don't know whatever anyway um so when this started and cage's daughter the actress came on i was like okay she's obviously <laughs> in her 20s dressed to look like she's 14 yeah um but because but in the end yeah and the twist yeah because she's not actually a child it, it does kind of make sense but um so i'll let that pass but um, yeah, so she was, I was, I was right. She was 23 when she did the movie, playing 14. Um, funny enough, the last con uh, twist that we were talking about where it turns out that like the daughter was also fake. They, um, some of the executives and stuff like that pushed back against that and said that that was too depressing to have the ending be, you know, <laughs> Cage be penniless and get conned and all his, and his daughter was in on the whole thing the whole time, you know, his fake daughter. Um, but Ridley Scott, like, really, really argued to keep that in the movie. He was like, this ha- it has to stay. And he won, obviously, because that's the win- ending they went with. Which I think is good, because without that last twist, it's just kind of like, oh, mm. okay. Um, and funnily enough, um, very similar in the way to uh, The Weatherman, where this movie was, kind of went under the radar, radar, and more people now are revisiting it and being like wow that was a really good movie um it didn't do well in the box office it the budget was 62 million and it made 65 that's a pretty high budget for a film um what there's a lot of is there a lot of heists in it i don't remember like yeah there was a lot of like like, a boat at one point yeah i think that's why because it's not just like like, that whole film could have just been filmed in like the apartment and the like place where they do work yeah but it, it like they yeah, they went bigger with it because it's not like uh, it's not like the Weatherman where it was basically just Cage and like one other actor, you know, like mm-hmm. one of the family members. It was like a lot of like he was out seeing a lot of people. Plus the like the con that they were pulling involves a lot of different, you know. Um, but yeah, but like it had really good reviews and people now like when I was reading articles and stuff like that are like, yeah, this is a really good movie. But it just it didn't didn't really make a splash when it came out in mm-hmm. the in the theaters. Um, so, of course, like we always do, I'm going to read a little bit of what Ebert thought about the movie. Uh, he gave it four out of four stars. So, um, just talking Why about... Why the... is his star rating out of four and not out of five? I don't know, because... Oh. I just assumed it was... No, it is four. It is four. Because when it's... 
Why wouldn't you do five stars? Because maybe he likes even numbers. Don't question his life. <laughs> okay. Um, so just speaking of the writing, Ebert said, uh, quote, the screenplay for Matchstick Men is an achievement of Oscar caliber. So absorbing that whenever it cuts away from the plot, like in quotes, like the main plot, there is another better plot to cut to. Um, which I agree. Which like, with like all the different layers of like cons and stuff like that, it's like, even when they go from one plot to the next one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like subplot that one's even more, in, like that one's just as interesting as the, as the main plot. Yeah. Whereas I feel like sometimes in movies, it's like, we have this subplot so that we can get to this point, but it's not actually like, yeah interesting i think the best i mean it that you should watch the movie purely because it's got the piss bloodline yes in it. that's good this line and then you edit in okay, there. okay 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 so, hey buddy ever heard of a line hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and be until you pissed blood <laughs> so <clears throat> just on the last deeper quote i have i've just got two this time um but he's talking about cage's acting style I think my neighbor is doing their laundry, so if you hear any weird noises, sorry. I don't know. Um, he says this, so, quote, Cage is accused of showboating, but I prefer to think he swings for the fences. He has a kind of raging zeal that possesses his characters. What in another actor would be overacting is with Cage a kind of fearsome intensity. Yeah, you nailed that, I reckon. Right? Yeah. I think so, too. I think he gets him. I think it's like... The more reviews you you read, it's like you read like the first couple of Cage films mm. that he watches. It's like it's like going on the journey that we're With going him. on, where it's like <laughs> the first time you watch Cage, you're like, that's a bit weird. And then the more you watch it, you're, you're like, like oh, okay, I get what you're doing now. You're doing this on you know, purpose. He's, he's it's growing on him. Yeah, I mean, also too, I mean, think Roger Ebert had seen. I mean, he was a movie critic, so he'd seen a ton of movies, a ton of different performances, and I think it says a lot. To the people who may not understand why we like Cage so much, that he could still appreciate what he was doing. Yeah. Internally, you know, uh, uh, based, you know, not, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, with Cage surrounded with all the other actors that he would have seen, all the other performances around that time. So thanks, Ebert. Thinking of you, R.I.P. Uh, so that's all. I down for the movie did you have anything else you'd like to specify about it um just that crickets i don't know something about i don't know edit, edit this <laughs> get rid of get rid of my ramblings <coughs> i don't know <coughs> just <coughs> have you ever pissed blood <laughs> That was pretty good. That was your best. That was a good one. That I'm was getting, probably the best one to date. I'm getting better at the impressions. I know. Do you think by the end of this, you're just kind of like, we could do a whole episode where you're actually Nicolas Cage and I could just pretend like I'm talking we to you? We could read a screenplay yeah. of, like, of the re- Superman Lives or whatever. Oh, yeah. We, should, we, we, we could should, get our paws on that. We should read a screenplay of something that he was going to be in but was never made and then we should reenact it. Mm. I wonder if I can find the Superman screenplay. We should... Online. We should read lord of the rings <laughs> as him as aragorn that would be like a four hour long podcast <laughs> no thank the you. entire book <laughs> lord of the rings not the screenplay no I'm, I'm, I'm vetoing that right now <laughs> we can do a chapter um okay uh yeah 
last thoughts on the movie. Yeah, I really liked it. I think, I think sometimes with like if this if the writing wasn't good in this movie, this would be a movie where it was like, oh, you have to see it for Cage, like for his performance. But it also was nice that the writing of the movie was actually good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because Cage's performance is like, uh, I was reading a lot of stuff that was saying like, um, this like performance really encapsulates what not best out of all of his movies, but one of the better performances that encapsulates exactly why people like Cage. Yeah. Yeah. He's perfect for the, that character. Perfect for this role. Like if you, if you've got a movie where your character is like, got some kind of, you know, he's either an alcoholic or has a mental illness or like some kind of tick, but still can be lovable and is like very stressed out and is like on edge. You want to hire Nick Cage. Yeah, for sure. What's that? Huh? What's that? Um, so now moving on, I'm going to tell you about the famous. So I looked for, you know, I Googled famous con men. There were a few, but I settled on this guy because his story I thought was particularly funny. Um, so we're talking about famous con man, Victor Lustig. Lustig? Lustig. Lustig. Okay. L-U-S-T-I-G. Is he like... A Lustig. Yeah, he could be like German or something. Yeah, he was born in what is now the Czech Republic. Okay. Okay. Um, I also almost did it about... I think it's like his first name was Charles. Charles Ponzi. (laughs) He's an actual guy. That's where the Ponzi scheme came from, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do that, I don't know, some other time. Um, So Victor Lustig was actually born... Uh, I wrote this down, but I didn't write it in the place I was supposed to. Uh, uh, he was actually born Robert Miller in 1890 in present day Czech Republic. Um, he died in Missouri, uh, in prison in 1947. Uh, so Victor, yeah, was, I, I don't know. He, like he dabbled in the shady stuff from the beginning. So at 19, he went to study in Paris and he took up gambling. <laughs> during, As you do. Yeah. During which he actually got into a, a romance with a young lady who already had a boyfriend. And during a fight with said boyfriend, uh, Victor got a sick scar on the left side of his face. This would make a perfect Cage movie. I know, right? Yeah. He should play Victor Lustig. Um Let's see. So much of his first, much of Victor's first cons were done. So he would travel a lot back from France and New York. Those big transatlantic ocean liners were popular. So he would do most of his cons on, on those. Um, one particular early con, <laughs> I liked this. He pretended to, he just lied. He just pretended to be a musical producer and was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm doing this new Broadway production, blah, blah, blah. And he managed to get a huge investment for a Broadway show that was not real. <laughs> and then he just got off the boat and just went off the limb with the money. Um, so yeah, as I said, Lustig, Lustig was not actually his re- real name. Um, during his early cons, um, around this time, like I was talking about, like, 19 early 20s he created one persona that he liked the most i think so he used more than the other aliases he had and this was uh count victor lustig <laughs> a count <laughs> yeah gotta throw a count in there um it became yeah one of his favorite aliases to use um so world war one hit and that was a big problem because ocean liner transatlantic ocean liner travel was suspended because you know, Europe's on fire and 
you know, need what there's just a bunch of stuff going on, right? <laughs> and they can't just have like ocean, you know, cruises just going back and forth in the in the water. So this was a problem for Victor because he did most of his cons on these boats. So he had to figure out another plan. So he decided to move to the states and pull more pull more cons. So he oh, one I liked that um he basically he basically somehow managed to con a whole bank into giving him money for like these bonds. Um and then like through sleight of hand, which is what Wikipedia said, I don't know what that means, but through well, sleight of what, hand, that's what magicians do. <laughs> I know. He basically like managed to take the money, the bonds and like uh, something else away from the bank and like never got caught like just walked away into the night never to be seen again um you're a con man con artist flim flam man mashstick man loser whatever you want to call it take your pick in 1925 lustig went back to europe he went back to france and this is why i wanted to talk about him because this is a crazy con and he pulled this twice <laughs> so when he was in Paris, he was reading, he was sitting, you know, at his little, you know, having breakfast, reading the newspaper as you do. And he came across this article about the Eiffel Tower. And at the time. Oh, is this the guy that sold the Eiffel Tower? It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut that one. I'll cut it out so I'll pretend to be. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So, wait, I just told you. Now sound surprised. <gasps> okay. I'll cut that back in. Right. Anyway. Um, he... Yeah, he was reading about the Eiffel Tower, and at the time, after World War One, um, they were having a lot of obviously tourism wasn't like kicking, kicking up. They lost a lot of money in the war, um, and the Eiffel Tower was really falling apart. It needed it needed a lot of maintenance, and like France couldn't afford to upkeep it at one point. That's what the article was about. Should we keep it? Should we not keep it? Should we pay to make it better? Whatever. And so Victor was like, hmm. and so he started scheming, and. So his plan was he basically had these like fake government stationary like papers forged and he came up with like a fake like name and he made himself wait I think I have it uh what is it oh the deputy director general of Paris um and he invited a small group of businessmen to like a sec like top secret meeting this fancy meeting basically said like look we can't tell the public this because they'll freak out because it's the eiffel tower you know and it's so iconic blah 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 but the the government you know the city of paris are thinking about just getting rid of the tower because it's too expensive and selling it for scraps and we thought you know we would offer it to you five you know you you select <laughs> you group random of businessmen, businessmen um to uh you know to s you can buy off the parts and do with it what you will and i didn't write this down i just want to um do, 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 do. okay so lustig revealed that he was in charge of selecting a dealer who would receive the ownership of the structure of the eiffel tower um claiming that the group had been selected carefully because of their reputations as quote honest businessmen um so while he was talking to this kind of small group of people he was trying to figure out who the patsy was right who's the one who was going to be the most likely to fall for his scheme and this time he found his mark in andre andre poisson poisson p-o-i-s-o-s-s-o-n poisson andre um, perso <laughs> poison um he was well wikipedia calls him an insecure man rude yeah. 
uh, who wished to rise up amongst the inner circles of the Parisian business community. But this guy, Andre, showed the most interest in purchasing the Eiffel Tower. So Lustig decided to focus on him. And um, he arranged a private meeting with him. He convinced him that... Um, that Lustig convinced him that he was a corrupt official, claiming that his government position did not give him a generous salary for the lifestyle he wished to enjoy. Believing the sale of the Eiffel Tower would secure him a place amongst the top businessmen, Poisson agreed to pay a large bribe to secure ownership of the Eiffel Tower. However, once Lustig revealed his bride, bribe, his bride, however, once Lustig revealed his, received his bribe, sorry, and the funds for the monument sale, he soon fled to Austria. <laughs> so basically convinced this dude that like, you know, I'm doing you a favor here, you're getting a really good deal. Like, yeah. you know, I need to get out of this position because I don't get enough money. So I'm doing for you for on the cheap. And then the guy gave him his money and then he just fucked off. <laughs> like, why would anyone purchase the Eiffel Tower? Like, what are you going to do with it? He's going to sell it for scraps. But like, the month, how much was he paid? Like, how much is the Eiffel Tower worth? I guess, I guess a lot, right? But, like, I don't know. Well, I, I think especially after World War One, yeah. that, like, metal and stuff like that would be more valuable. But how much did he give the guy? It how much did he say. pay for it? It doesn't say. Um, but, so, Lustig picked this guy for a reason because he figured that when Poisson fig- figured out that he'd been conned, he'd be too ashamed and embarrassed to call the French police, which, in the end, is what happened. That's how he got away with it the first time. Hmm. Um, so he, you know, he was in Austria, keeping an eye on the newspapers. He didn't see his name anywhere. So he figured, I got away with this. Um, let me try it again. <laughs> Immediately. So um, he decided to return to Paris later that year, literally within couldn't the same year. Could he have year. done it with like a different monument? Nope. Like, does it have to be the Eiffel Tower again? Nope. Couldn't he at least wait until the next year? No. Nope. He, he did have it done twice like in one year. The Statue of Liberty or something? Nope. Twice in one year. Uh, no, it has to be the Eiffel Tower because that's the one that was in the papers with all the problems and it makes sense. People will believe that the government maybe wants to offload it and blah, blah, blah. Um, so he went to Paris later that year to pull off the scheme again. That's what was smelling bad. I told you it was my sink. Why is it bubbling? Because, because, because sometimes when my neighbors do the laundry, or my sink, it's because all of the pipes in all of the building are all connected to each other. Yeah, which is not supposed to be how a block of flats is supposed to be done. Mm. So when someone does their laundry, our sink backs up. That's so weird. Um, because I live in a shanty town. <laughs> I basically live in a cardboard box. Um, That's good. All right, good. Let's go kick some butt. Let's see. Uh, da, da, da. So he went over to try to do it again. But when he attempted to con another group of dealers... Um, and managed to find a mark among them to willing to buy the Eiffel Tower. He, he he basically pulled it off again, right? So he did find someone to do this. So he managed to sell it again. He just got unlucky because that person said wasn't embarrassed enough to call the police. So they were like, man, F this. So they called the police and he got caught, basically. Then he, this isn't like, like I didn't write down. He didn't even like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. He fleed. So... The police were called to arrest him, but Lustig got away again, and he fled to the United States um, and wasn't captured for the Eiffel Tower thing. So in later years, um, he still was pulling scams. He was still scheming, still scamming. He actually eventually um, concocted a, a risky scam that involved Al Capone. 
<laughs> Did he dress up as Al Capone and pretend no to joke. be? No joke. No. Um, he did eventually get caught. Uh, um, oh, uh, by a lady, taken down by by a mistress. Always the case. So uh, he had a mistress called Billy May. <laughs> Billy May Cyrus. <laughs> um. <laughs> He did it when Lustig's mistress Billy May learnt he was betraying her for Shaw's young mistress. Oh, okay, so maybe he was cheating on one mistress with another. She decided to get revenge and gave an anon- anonymous phone call to the federal authorities. So, <laughs> what did you do? What did you do? In May 1935, Lustig was arrested in New York and charged with counterfeiting. Funny enough, uh, the day before his trial, uh, uh, Ted Bundy style. Lustig managed to escape um, from the Federal House of Detention in New York City by faking an illness and using a specially made rope to climb out of the building, but was recaptured 27 27 days later in Pittsburgh. Um, He eventually pleaded guilty at his trial and was sentenced to 15 years in Alcatraz. Uh, And then Shawshank Redemption. (laughs) That's what. How, then he's the main character in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, and, uh, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got That's his how it out is. again. Yeah. Well. Um. So on in March 1947, Lustig contracted pneumonia in prison and was pronounced dead two days later. Um, or so it seems. <laughs> or so we're told. Uh, a set of instructions. Oh, also, it says here on Wikipedia, it says a set of instructions known as the Ten Commandments for con men has been attributed to Lustig. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Rule number one, never work near where you live. Don't shit. Rule number two, don't write anything down. Okay. Be a patient listener. It is this, not fast talking, that gets a con man his coups. Never look bored. Wait for the other person to reveal any political opinions, then agree with them. <laughs> Let the other person have reveal religious views, then have the same ones. <laughs> Hint at sex talk, but don't follow it up unless the other person shows a strong interest. Why? Why is that a thing? I don't Hint know. at maybe, sex talk. Maybe because it like, makes them think like, oh, this guy's cool. He trusts me. He's like talking about yeah, his sex maybe. life. Never discuss illness unless some special concern is shown. Never pry into a person's personal circumstances. They'll tell you all eventually. Never boast. Just let your importance be quietly obvious. And the last two are never be untidy. Never get drunk. <laughs> I bet he's made a few mistakes in his past with those. Yeah, but I those. feel like that's probably a good rule like for he, a con man is to never get drunk. I reckon he had like a good scheme once and he ruined it because he got drunk. Yeah, that's where he had to add that to the list. Never get drunk. Never get drunk. Um, so yeah, so that's the story, the short story of Victor Lustig, aka Robert Miller. Um, yeah, I kind of like con men. You kind of like con men? I, I, okay, that doesn't sound right, but it's like, I like the, st- I find the stories of con men interesting. I think con men should get swift justice Ooh. immediately. Like, I love Catch Me If You Can. I love that movie and I love that story because that's based on a real story. That's based on a real con man. I hate, like, it's, it's one of my pet peeves, like the worst thing is like being like, like, I hate being tricked. Oh, no, like I don't want to be manipul- conned. Like, being, like, made to believe something yeah, else. I hate that. I don't want to be conned. Even if it's something little, I'm I still like, annoyed by it. I like I like watching stories of people pulling up. Because some of the stories, because, like, 
like you said, some of them are so elaborate. It's, it's just like, like the how sheer do you confidence do yeah. you would need to like, just blatantly lie to people. Well, you gotta be a sociopath, right? I get, yeah, I guess. But like, yeah, no, definitely. Um, you, like, how can you just like... No, definitely. Because you would feel bad, wouldn't you? Well, I would just think if I was making a lie that was so extravagant, I'd be like terrified that I'm going to be caught. I'd be like... Yeah, but the whole know, thing is that... You need the confidence. You just like just how like, it is in the movie where it's like they con like the old and the, you know, the easy targets. So I think you have to kind of be a sociopath because otherwise you would feel bad. Yeah, I get these like really like annoying... I get these terrifying emails right that i almost fell for but i used logic and was like okay obviously this is a con yeah but they're so terrifying like if anyone else got them like if like an old lady gets these or like a weird pervert gets these they're fucked because like i get emails i've gotten two of them now Mm -hmm. from my email address to myself Mm -hmm. and it says like i'm a hacker and it's all in broken english and it's like and I, I was just going to hack your computer, but then I saw the filthy, perverted websites you've been looking at. And I hacked into your webcam and I've to all your family footage of you pleasuring yourself. Oh and I'm going God. to send it to all your family unless you send Bitcoin to me. Looked it up on the internet. He's fast. <laughs> <laughs> that internet thing, it's a fad. I can't figure it out. Oh, well, neither can I, but my daughter's a wizard. And then I'm like, one... I don't look at anything incriminating that would be like, <laughs> well, well, you're weird to some people, with, but not for Alice. Well, I, I don't have anything to hide, right? Two, we know. I got like a sticker on my webcam yeah. that cover it for those specific I reasons. I know, everyone And I should. have them on like all the time. So yeah. you got no footage of me doing anything nasty. <laughs> Three, Alice if this goes- not pleasure herself. If, this, if anything, it's footage of my double chins <laughs> while I've got like a- face cream all over myself and i'm like eating eating spaghetti like and it's disgusting but everyone knows that about me anyway (laughs) true but like if someone and and the way that they worded it as well it was like it wasn't like oh you're looking at porn it's Mm. like you're looking at disgusting porn that you should be ashamed of right and it's like if someone out there is like you know into like poo porn or like bestiality or something they're gonna be like oh fuck like (laughs) I need to give this guy Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Like, it's convincing. Like, it's threatening. It is, Especially because yeah. it's from your own email. I know. Which they probably just got my password of some, like, phishing thing no, or something. I, know. I don't know. It's but, scary. like, that's, that shit can fool people. So, any of you out there, don't be a sucker. Yeah. You keep watching your dirty porn and don't pay anyone any Bitcoins. Don't be... Suckered. Suckered. <laughs> yeah no but i just i don't know i thought when they it always just surprises me when they actually pull it off you know i think that's what finds what i find interesting about con artists i love my favorite episodes of dr phil is when like women fake being pregnant dr phil you and my mom both love dr (laughs) phil and i need to tell you mother he is not a real doctor. Oh, no. He's a terrible... He's His license was revoked. He's I, like, oh, I know, but I know. And I'm going to hear this he's about a, this. He's an awful human being. I hate Dr. Phil. But... Okay, but my mom thinks that he's real. No, he's not real. Okay. I mean, he's he's real as in like... Sorry, he's, mom. He's, he's had work in the field, but he's incredibly unethical and all of his morals are thrown out the window and all he cares about is exploiting people for TV. Yeah. Shelley Duvall and she was so upsetting. But anyway... Very true. 
it is entertaining sometimes. Alice loves Doctor Phil. I lo- like I only like Doctor Phil episodes when you get someone who's a con artist and you put them on blast and you confront Ooh, them. Yeah. That's the best episode. But do and they even feel like does it do They anything? freak out. Yeah, sometimes they like have a panic attack on oh. saying they're like trying to lie and it's it's so interesting trying to see someone worm their way out of being caught. Does it oh. And a lot of them like the best ones are the ones where it's like this is a fucked up lie where it's like i've lied about being pregnant and i'm wearing a fake pregnancy belly and all my friends have bought me like we've had baby showers and they've all bought me and then i keep showing them the sonograms but they're like google images of like and it's just like it gets insane it's so and it, dumb though it's like that one's such a dumb it's so con. funny because like, how, what are you gonna do it what are exactly you gonna do? it always happens where okay nine months is up yeah where's, the, where's baby, the baby and then they're just like and then they say they have a miscarriage and then they have another baby <laughs> and then they have a miscarriage and it's like this woman's had like 10 miscarriages and like no right baby when she's supposed to have the baby yeah and like it, it, and whenever you confront them they're just like oh, and then they just run like they, they try to leave mm. the stage and huh. it's like I don't know. I, I love a good confrontation of a of a lying, oh. like impulsive liar. Of a con artist. Of a well. Yeah. And there, yeah, there was that woman. There was one woman that she said that her like husband was died in like the wild California wildfires, and then she started a huge fundraiser on Kickstarter and like lo- earned loads of money. Is that kind of like Munchausen by proxy type thing? Yeah, you think like of? I love a good Munchausen episode of Doctor yeah. Phil. I mean, not the ones where it, they like abuse their children, but I mean, like the ones where Have you it's seen like that documentary where the girl kills the yeah. yeah. Well, she's on Doctor Phil. They interview oh, her was. on Doctor oh, Phil. Okay. Yeah, because like that documentary is crazy. Yeah, like she, Gypsy is that her name? Yeah, Gypsy Rose? G- yeah. She is abused by her parents, mm-hmm. pretending that she's her like mom. her. Yeah, her mum pretending that she's got cancer and that she's ill mm-hmm. and that she's like in a wheelchair and there's nothing wrong with her. And yep. then she gets to an age where she's like, nothing's wrong with me. I'm. Well, she has she's... a boyfriend. She gets a Well, boyfriend. no, and then she starts talking online with this yeah. guy who's also a psychopath. Yeah. And who's like a vampire and convinces her that, like, we should kill your mum. Yeah. And now she's in jail. I know. You know. It's not right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, just, I don't feel like she should be in jail. No, because her mum, like, kept her in a prison. Yeah, but also it, was, it wasn't her idea. Like, it, he... Well, he, she and Kurt, like, she asked him to do it. But he influenced her, obviously, because he was, like, a psych... It's like, she yeah. grew up with one psychopath. And then, and then to get out of it, another, she found another, another one. psychopath. Yeah, I feel really bad for her. That's a crazy story. Anyway. anyway. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. <laughs> Look, we liked this movie. We like con men. Wait, why shouldn't yeah, We don't like saying. con men. We don't like con men. Don't con people. It's not nice. Don't con people, but don't be a sucker either. But also don't be a sucker. But I will listen to your con stories because I enjoy them. I mean, I did a lot of... Oh I've done a God, few cons in my Alice. Life. Well, a lot of these whack jobs. Catfishing We've, we've done the Habbo Hotel con on here, right? Oh, my God. Anyway. What? You conned a hotel? Habbo Hotel. It was like a oh, little Oh, like chat the Penguin. Room. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like Club Penguin. Club it was like Penguin. a little yes. pixel chat room. Yes, we heard about yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Your, your disgusting <laughs> <laughs> disgusting time on that yeah, I'm website. I'm Italian. It's in my blood. <laughs> okay. We're not going to have any more Italian <laughs> listeners. Alice is actually Italian, though, for anyone wondering. <laughs> she can't. I guess she can't say that. Um... Uh, 
anyway, so yeah, uh, we enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed this. This is a weird episode. episode? What right. episode is it weird? <laughs> I don't, I still don't know what I'm doing. And every episode when we go, I'm like, it's going to get more surreal as it goes on. <laughs> well, after every time we finish an episode, I think, okay, I'm going to get my shit together for the next episode. And I never do. So, uh, yeah, just get ready for just more just nonsense. Who knows what we're going to watch now? It's just going to get worse and worse. Really. It's just going to become less anything, related to Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be like, we can just watch a podcast just implode in real time. Well, it's just, we just review anything, <laughs> the last thing we've watched, and then it just turns into like fail compilation reviews <laughs> and like fart compilation reviews and like cringe vine, like Casey Frey dancing <laughs> reviews. Where it's what like, did we watch the last like time? What was the name of that girl that was in Trisha Paytas? Trisha Paytas. Like crying <laughs> reviews. Reviews. Like, Dra- well, no, we watch. We could talk about drag, drag race. race. Yeah, it could be. I mean, out of all the hundreds of drag race podcasts. Well, I found this anyway. actually funny enough. I found another drag race podcast called What the Tuck, and they make a joke about like we're the only drag race podcast out there <laughs> because there's so many. Um, should we do one about terrace? We could do one about terrace house. That'd be so good. Yeah, terrace house. Are there podcast. any English terrace house podcasts? Probably, huh? I don't know. It'd be interesting for an English point of view of the I know. Japanese or would that be like shows? annoying if we Maybe. don't have a Japanese person? maybe mm. i don't know you've been there enough where you're like you have enough knowledge about Japan. oh i'm practically japanese oh, okay i wasn't i was trying not to say that i was actively trying to avoid I'm saying an that. actualized japanese okay um after alice now is claimed to be a completely different race um you're like that lady that thinks she's black yeah i'm like rachel Do- that's, rachel a, that's, Dolezal, like, that's yeah. a classic con yeah you know that's not a con though she's just insane no because she got into the like i know but she actually i think she actually thinks she's black no because she didn't when she was young like she had a whole childhood of being white no i know i know i know but like i'm just saying like i think now i don't think she thinks she's conning people i think she actually thinks that she's yeah but black. all con men at some point they like Believe convince themselves of Maybe. the lies you yeah. know Maybe. Like, when she was, like, advocating for black people, like, in the, like, committee or whatever, she knew, like, I'm not black. Like, she didn't think I am. Like, she knew I'm lying. And then when she got caught in a lie, then she started saying that she was transracial. And she was like, oh, no, I'm transracial. But she wasn't saying that before. Yeah, that's true. But that's because everybody thought she was black. She wouldn't have to say Well, that's her excuse because she was like, oh, I like this lie. And people call me out on it. And I don't want to go back to being white. So I'm just going to say that I'm transracial. I feel so bad for her kids. Oh, her kids love her, though. It's weird. Her kids, like, weirdly support her. No, like, not in that documentary, though. The son was like, I wish, she, I really wish she wouldn't do this. Yeah, yeah. But like, I wish like... she wouldn't bring so much attention to us. Well, yeah, that must be rough. Yeah. Being like... Anyway. Anyway. Let me end this. Um, I'm going to cut all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> make sure to follow us on Instagram, at CageCagePod. That's at CageCagePod. Talk to us on there. Say hello. Ask yeah. us a question. I'll answer. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, just Goog- <laughs> I might not. <laughs> just Google uh, Alice Nick oh. Cage and see what comes up. And I'm sure you'll find me. Ew. <laughs> no, um, ew. Alice is trying to get people to track her down. I don't know. Like <laughs> You said you wanted to talk to people, but like I can't. I'm not on that. Oh, on the cage cage pop. Oh, well, I'll, so just give you the, I'll just give you the thing, the login. Oh, finally, finally, I have admin. Why did he just ask me for <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoarding the Instagram you can't get on there, Alice. Well, um, if you want to contact me, you just, uh, via carrier pigeon. Carrier pigeon, yeah. Or They'll like know where to go. into the moon. They'll know where to go. I'll appear. Yeah. 
say her name twice into a mirror. She'll just only twice, not three times. Not three times. Um. Uh. Yeah. Follow us on uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment on iTunes. Uh. Tell your friends. I know there's other stuff that we could do, like Facebook and Twitter, but I don't use Twitter, so I'm not gonna do that. And I don't wanna. I'm like never on Facebook. Facebook is for old people. Yeah. I've deleted the app from my phone. Like I don't even have it anymore. I just use Messenger. Anyway, um, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> so sorry. Instagram's the best way to, to, to keep in touch and keep in contact. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. No, I think that's pretty much it. So uh, until next time, folks, release the bees. Not the bees! Ah! There's only one problem. What? I think I'm in love with you. We go not. Bitch. Can you not do that? Okay, that that's bitch. embarrassing. Just stop. Does it turn you on? No, it does not turn me on. Stop.